Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Caribbean Consumer Culture. I'm your host, Annika, and with me today is Genevieve. So, uh, last Thursday, we went to Fol de France, and we walked around in the park a little bit, and afterwards, we had some free time for shopping in the market area. So, we're going to talk a little bit about what we saw there. Um... It was a very cute little area, kind of, um, it was really busy, a lot of people there, it was just a lot of little shops, um, a couple blocks of walking area, and there was a big shopping mall. I don't think any of us actually went to the shopping mall, but it didn't look like there were many people there, whereas the little shops on the side of the streets and stuff were very busy, so I thought that was um, an interesting observation most people were in the the smaller areas even locals it seemed like were in the smaller shops yeah it's strange that like I don't know at least in like Sioux Falls which is where I'm from like there is kind of a movement to like go back to like more family-owned businesses but definitely like shopping malls like they do take up a majority of the business because people just like having like I don't know like name brands right but it's it's like here it's just not that it's not the case Right. People will go to these small um, shopping centers, like, not shopping centers, but, like, shops. Um, they'll go to, like, more specialized shops, which is, like, what we were talking about earlier. Um, where, uh, rather than, like, going to, like, a supermarket or something like that. Right. And, like, the idea of um, giving your money to a local business or a family-owned business or just, like, something disenfranchised seems to be more popular here than, you know, in America where we will maybe pay a little bit more and, you know, we're more than willing to sacrifice our small business people for the convenience of having everything in one store, doing it all in one trip, getting it all at the same time, which which is convenient. It definitely is, but, you know, in a lot of the, the downtown areas of, of small towns across the country uh, are, they're becoming bare and in these the the little quote unquote little man of America is is really being tossed by the wayside. So it is it is interesting to see here more the mentality of local business, um, disenfranchised business, and kind of helping out your um, your local market. We'd also like to talk about our experience at the Clement uh, Rum Distillery, which was like a super cool experience um experience because not only did we get to see like how they made the rum we also got to taste it though um i think everyone um here between me and genevieve we can agree that rum is not our drink of choice no but no it, it was so cool though to see how it was made and learn about how like like why sugar what is so essential in um martinique and why it's such like a like is cash crop the right word for that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. cash crop. And so it was really cool to go there and see how it was made and get to try it. Um, what was your experience like there? Well, coming from an agricultural background, it was really interesting to me because, um, you know, my family, we grow crops every year, and most of it is corn that goes to ethanol. So we live probably about two miles away from an ethanol plant, and um, for as long as I can remember and as long as my, my parents can remember, so probably from present day back into the, the 70s, um, we, we always joke about how when we were little and little kids, 
think that the ethanol plant is a cloud factory because of the large amounts of smoke and gas and just overall disgusting pollution that's coming out of this ethanol plant. And you know, we see it all the time, it's, it stinks in the summer. So what's interesting to me is that um, in the, during the tour, we learned that the whole Clement factory, the, the whole distillery was powered on the steam that came from burning the, um, uh, probably not the word, sh the word shucks is probably not correct, but the like stalks and, and the, um, just the fibrous parts of the plant of the sugar cane that they didn't use. And that's how the whole, whole factory was, was, um, powered back in the, the 1790s, mm -hmm. you know, I think and, it's and still the, the, the case. The yeah. And it's still the case. So, um, just the fact that, you know, here on this Island, you know, a hundred plus years ago, they were finding sustainable ways to maintain, um, you know, that very essential part of their economy is really interesting to me. Also a little disappointing because we're not doing that at home and kids still call the ethanol plant the cloud factory. But it is, it was very interesting to know that they were finding sustainable ways to do that, um, even, even way back then. And so just the fact that that's such a vital part of their economy and it's been sustainable for that long yeah. is, is a really cool thing to see. Yeah, definitely. it's really nice that they have incorporated such a major part of like their culture, their mm -hmm. economy, and made it into something that is not overall super harmful to the environment. Right. It's something I think that, at least I got the impression that they're very proud of. Yeah. Like, being able to do that. So with that, we're going to say au revoir. Um, also, not to be petty, but you know, we really appreciated the responses from last week. But I, I must say, I'm a little hurt that no one mentioned our onset chemistry. Um, I feel like we really got a good thing here. Like, what was the analogy we used? Uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm Lady Gaga, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, thank you for tuning in this week. We will be back next week with more Caribbean consumer culture. Thanks for watching. <laughs>